to seeing something like this, it was unbelievable for me. I saw it with my own eyes and one bullet beside me like this went to the mm. Qibla and the other one down the member. And then somebody shouted shooting. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to this special unscripted podcast uh, episode. We have uh, streaming in all the way from New Zealand, uh, mashallah, we have uh, Imam uh, Gamal Fauda. Uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Sheikh Gamal. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, brother? Alhamdulillah, I'm very well. Alhamdulillah, very well. Just for the brothers and sisters watching at home, uh, Sheikh Gamal is the currently an imam at Masjid An-Nur in Christchurch, New Zealand. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sheikh Jamal, you were also the Imam during the uh, horrific attack uh, a year ago uh, in the uh, in that masjid. So we're very grateful uh, for you to come on uh, to the podcast today uh, to share your story and some of your lessons. Uh, many brothers and sisters might have been watching um, you give different interviews and 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 share your story online. But um, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to hear from your perspective you know um what were you where were you during the attack and how did you uh how did you feel you know and what were you thinking was happening during the actual attack yeah uh as you probably you uh mentioned that it's a it's a horrific thing to mm. talk about bad very bad memory for me mm. to talk about what happened and uh, it is uh something horrific uh, where you can see the people that you know closely and mm. many of them are my close friends you watch them falling and uh, going forever so that was very uh, hard time for me and uh, uh, it is something that normally now I tend not to talk about mm. but be because you wanted uh, this and there also the audience wanted this uh, so I'm happy to share some of those uh, stories today or tonight. Uh, I was giving the, the speech on uh, Friday, the like normal Friday prayer and the prayer starts at 1.30. And uh, the title of my khutbah, I put it on my Facebook and I said, the title of my khutbah is mm-hmm. I just started as normal, 1.30, and it uh, uh, started with the introduction of the uh, khutbah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, and say salahu alayhi wa sallam ala rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then I introduced my topic in Arabic. Normally I speak like four or five minutes in Arabic uh, introduction and uh, about the cooperation on doing good so and then when i started they uh, started the english mainly the my speeches in english mm. so i started the i heard the crack you know in the in the corridor and uh, as you know probably on your area as well you get uh, you have election in the mosques and the stuff mm. so i thought that it was the some of the people who are you know, against mm-hmm. each other in the election. 
they they made like fireworks mm. and i saw the fireworks in the corridor and i couldn't believe it as you know that new zealand is one of the safest places in the world mm. and i lived 17 years in new zealand before 15th of march as imam and uh, to seeing something like this it was unbelievable for me i saw it with my own eyes and one bullet beside me like this went to the mm. qibla and the other one down the member and then somebody shouted shooting it was really uh, shocking for me to see something like this where people people on top of each other are running you know in the corridor coming to the mosque because you know as we have seen the the video or the photos the 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 the, the, the door of the mosque is on the back mm. So our we sit with our back towards the the door, mm. facing the qibla, the other side, and then so all the people from the corridor coming to the main hall on top of each other, and then one person from Algeria shouted uh, shooting, and he broke the window and he jumped. Then I talked down in the member. And then you can hear like as if some pe five people were shooting because the mm -hmm. echo of the speaker we have speakers all in all the rooms of the ah, mosque. Yes, yes. And uh, the the echo of the dome as well inside mm -hmm. the, the main hall there is a big dome, and it, the echo tells you that probably five or six people are shooting. As you can yeah. see shooting everywhere in the i i did not look at this man in that stage until he stopped mm -hmm. and when he stopped i looked through the hole and i saw him a person very uh, protected fully protected and uh army uniform and helmet and around his neck and his arms and his his knees as well and uh, he was changing the magazine yeah at that time you know uh, even after that i thought that i should have you know run towards him mm. but he was very fast it took probably I can say probably 20 seconds or less than 20 seconds to change all the magazines and then he started again. And you can hear from his, uh, at that time I didn't know that these uh, songs and the music was coming from him. Yeah. So after that I came to know that he was, yeah, he had this music mm. and this very strange language as well. And, uh, I heard his footsteps going out the mosque, but I can still hear the shooting. I thought that he was by the door, but he was outside. Mm. And uh, you can hear people saying Allahu Akbar and other people saying Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah and mm. stuff. And the very strange you know, also noise in the mosque from people who were dying. And uh, 
all of a sudden again he came back and then he at that time he was very very angry i think and i noted that he started shooting in the head after uh, this unnamed person left the mosque again i somebody was also hiding somewhere he said i know you sheikh come come out couldn't come out and uh, it was very horrible i hope that i didn't see that after that because mm-hmm. when i was hiding i was yeah very shocked traumatized yes but the big shock came when i saw the people fall on the ground mm-hmm. with their heads cut open into pieces it's a very horrible thing to talk about and uh, and then somebody came from outside and he said that if he was shouting if anybody still alive come out then those people who were still alive and hiding here or, or there they also came out jumping off on the bodies of the shahada and uh, by the by the door step i found the one of the rifles or the shotgun with the white writings on it mm. when i was talking to the person i said oh did he lift this one is it any bullets there or i said don't touch it let's go out quickly and then i saw the police by the gate and the police said everyone out they were shouting everyone out and uh, outside the mosque and uh, at that time i uh, i stopped talking for like 40 minutes couldn't talk i wanted to talk i can see and i can you know when people talk to me mm. i i hear them but i wanted to talk but i couldn't talk and then uh, my wife came and uh, she was she came running to the mosque and she saw me standing there and then the police the police and the the the, the medical team came they started to get into the mosque and the, the police guarded us to the hospital very close by it takes that 10 minutes walk in the hagley park so we walked to the hospital in mm. I talked to the media at that time but I I forgot that I talked to the media they showed me later on and I talked to my brother and also I forgot that I talked to him but he showed me that yes you called me and he sent me a screenshot of the yeah I called him and uh, but I forgot it and I forgot like many things in front of the mosque where this lady uh, I saw a person who was sitting beside a lady and he took off his jacket and put the jacket on her head mm. and he wanted to move it a little bit but her head was cracked open so he pushed it, he pushed her back because he was pulling her like this to move her from the road but she left her head so he put her back and joined her head again and uh, her husband also said imam this is my wife he was crying and i saw the uh, other lady as well farid's wife she was also killed in the driveway 
next door, next door to the mosque. Yeah, uh, very grateful. Very We're very grateful for you sharing uh, sharing your recollections. I was in two minds whether or not to ask because I know that it brings um, it will bring a lot of uh, these emotions back. And um, but on the other hand, many people I think it's a very valuable um, lesson for people to actually hear what exactly um, you know happened and to 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 keep that memory alive. Of these uh, shuhada, inshallah, may Allah take them as um, shuhada. Surely, as I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, we walked to the hospital, and uh, mm -hmm. in there, I, in my, from my memory, because I saw many people, they, those who were injured and those who were killed. I don't really know who was killed and who was injured, but I just looked skimmed all all of them like this. Mm. So I, in my in my own calculation, I thought that around uh, uh, three hundred people. Uh, so, in the hospital, lots of people, all the families, all the children, and the families, the wives, they came to the hospital. Mm. Probably more than. Five, six, seven hundred people in yeah, one place. Can imagine. And uh, uh, I know the I know the uh, minister here. She is a member of of parliament uh, in the area of the mosque, and uh, she called me. And then they, and also uh, she was with the prime minister, and the prime minister called, uh, talked to me, and she said, "What do the community needs?" And then at that moment, I was only thinking of the small things. I didn't know that there was a video, there was live streaming. I didn't know that the whole world actually heard and watched the, this uh, big war, I call it a war. I thought that it's, uh, it's something inside New Zealand. I didn't know that it will go big around the world. And I was thinking about the costs for the graves. And I was calculating in my head, oh goodness me, 500,000. And uh, so the prime minister said that tomorrow morning I will be there. And uh, she actually came. And we spent that night, uh, of course, I, I walked from the mosque to the hospital without shoes and uh, stayed in the hospital. The whole night, we were trying to figure out who uh, who was shaheed and who was injured. And uh, it was very hard to decide because of the the, the list. Mm. The names are repeated, and the the, the, the family name yeah. comes first, and then the <clears throat> second first name comes last, and then make good mix it up. More than two hundred fifty names came, and we had to go through through this with the police and uh, other senior members of the community to decide who was uh, uh, shaheed and who was injured. And then we decided probably around two, three o'clock in the morning next day that we need to re release the names of those who are injured first, because we're not sure of the others. And that's also with make it easy for the people if 
if you the the name of your relative yeah relatives are mm. not there so they can prepare themselves for uh something else yeah so it's like it comes from inside that the person already died yeah but people were really shocked and they couldn't believe it so and uh, the police also were uh, what do you mean it comes from inside that means that the the person he the, he need to convince himself that mm. okay my father is dead mm. rather than somebody else telling telling you know you that he is dead yeah okay so when the the name is not in the injured list that means that and you call you are calling the phone and uh, and he's not answering mm. and he never came back you know just to prepare uh, a psychological preparation for them you know yeah because it was very hard for them to to accept then i had to call the names this is one of the hardest uh, time in my life also to call the names of those people who were injured mm. and then we worked on the on the rest as well for the next day saturday we do not want to say that the person is dead and then they find out that he's not you know yeah we wanted to prepare the community for something so the next day uh the next night sunday sunday night it was also probably around three three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning we released the list of the shuhada and i also had to call all those names this one of the hardest time as well in my life to read the names of the friends the people mm-hmm. i know very well they even i met them before the prayer you know yeah and i talked to them and they now they are gone so it was really very hard naturally um it's going to be uh, it's understandable completely um and and many uh, muslims around the world and even non-muslims were watching the community there in Christchurch the muslim community and they had a, a sense of um not just uh, sympathy but a respect and a awe in the way that the the muslim community uh, at least from our perspective uh, responded and the solidarity that they had in one another and i'm just wondering how did you personally because as an imam you also have a pastoral role and uh, you know people come to you with sometimes counseling issues mental health issues how did you uh, ensure that you yourself and your community they receive the the support kind of internal support so from outside of course you know it, it's one thing what people are showing displays of unity solidarity how did you and the community make sure that you you dealt with the the trauma uh in a way which is uh, healthy for yourselves and which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually uh the next day the 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 prime minister came and uh, she insisted to come and meet people mm-hmm. and she talked to the crowd of people all the people were there and uh, the government had to come up with a policy from the immigration so that the relatives can come relatives of those people so they came up with a 
very quick policy to help the people to come to New Zealand yeah. from overseas all over the world. And uh, overnight people came and uh, the prime minister promised also lots of financial support and the psychological support for the families and for children. Mm. And lots of people also, lots of people came from overseas and the all New Zealand and Australia. Christchurch was full. We were, we had, I met like thousands and thousands of people on that day, Saturday, all of Saturday and Sunday and the whole week. Mm. And the biggest thing was for the families. They wanted to bury their loved ones quickly. And that was very hard because they, it's a crime. Yeah. And the mosque was a crime scene. And the people lifted their wallets, their car keys, house keys, they, the, the bank cards in the mosque. Mm. And they had the children at school. And they were locked at school until nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And the mothers, they can't enter the house. They don't have cars. People didn't eat. People can't sleep. People can't go home. And uh, they didn't even eat anything. Even we forgot the prayer until Fajr, until, until Isha on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. night. We re- realized that we didn't pray. Mm. And uh, so the restaurants and the, the city and the, the hotels opened for free for the Muslim community. And they gave food, they gave accommodation, even the, 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 the visit, the, 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 the guests who came from Australia, from Auckland, from all the New Zealand cities, they came for support. They also were offered free accommodation in hotels and even in, in houses and uh, the police everywhere and with me, hide, hide, hide people from the government and uh, the whole country, you know, stood beside us. And we know that this person was not from New Zealand. And uh, all this support, you know, uh, brought us back, you know, to come and stand. And I, myself, I was very traumatized and uh, I had to uh, stand and talk to the media for the first time in my mm-hmm. life. And uh, lots of pressure from all the media here and there, everywhere. And uh, the support that I have been given from one of my friends, uh, she's the MP and minister as well. Uh, she gave me lots of support in terms of media experience and uh, mm-hmm. what to say and how to say it. All this uh, media training. So I was able to actually handle the media by myself because mm-hmm. we didn't have any person in the, in, the, in the community. All people also are traumatized and the, the 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 head office of the FIANS, which is the uh, Federation of Islamic Associations of New Zealand that runs or uh, supports seven mosques in New Zealand, they came also as well to support with their team of making ghusl mm. and preparing the the, the fun- for the funeral and the government to paid for everything and paid even for the tickets 
for families to come from overseas and a good visa overnight. Mm. And uh, so those close family members, when they came, you know, to support the widows and the children, very quick, very, very quick response. So uh, now we are waiting for the bodies to be released and the people, how can we bury 51 people, you know, in the same time? Mm. And how can we prepare all of them in the same time? And how to, we can dig all the graves in the same time? Where are we going to wash them? How are we going to get the shroud? So for the whole week, it took us for like four days before the first person mm. was buried. And I worked with the community leaders as well to convince people to for mass burial because the community is very you know, traumatized, very tired. How can we know if anybody is ready, then we will go to the graveyard and come back and then go again and come back and go again. Yeah. That's going to be, and you know, and uh, it's not logic. So we had to can try to convince people for mass burial, which was on the next Friday. Mm. And 35 people accepted. Some people went overseas, Saudi Arabia to Pakistan to uh, Bangladesh. But majority, 35 people were buried on Friday, the next the next Friday. So the next Friday, um, it was, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you yourself gave the khutbah. Did, did yes. you? In the, it was in the park, wasn't it? Yes. And yeah, it, was, uh, it was bigger than ever before I heard. And there was media there, a lot of people there. Um, it was one of those things that a lot of people were sharing the news of that to show that um you know yuriduna liyudfiuna allah yuriduna liyudfiu nur allah bi afwahihim wallahu mutimmu nurihi wa law karihan kafirun you know they tried to yeah. extinguish the light of yeah. allah but you know the next khutbah was even bigger and yeah. the whole world was watching and um yeah actually uh, that is new zealand uh, the the support that we had mm. and even people in the street they were wearing a hair scarf. Mm. I I couldn't walk in the street like this because I spent like the whole week with the police. We had a, 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 a place under the hospital working with the police and all the government agencies, immigration and uh, working in Kamai, Adi mm. and uh, everyone to make things easier. So if I walk on the street, people will recognize me and uh, they mm. will uh, hug me and say sorry for what happened and we give you support and uh, the community, you are one and the stuff. And uh, I saw a policeman who was wearing a headscarf showing that he is supporting the Muslim community. And I said, the headscarf is only for women. They said, I don't care. As long as I try to show uh, support to the community, you know. So flowers everywhere. And uh, on that Friday, when I stood in Hagley Park, I looked, I saw people like, I'm sure if 20,000 people or Wow, and with big screens and the media everywhere and it was really big uh, 
big day for us in New Zealand to show that we are all against hate and we will never let this person win. So that was the, the theme mm-hmm. on that day. So even the Azan and the, the everywhere in New Zealand, all cities, live. Oh, yeah, all I remember city, even all uh, Parliament. New Zealand. Yeah, Parliament and the universities, schools, everything stopped in New Zealand for that day to, to show solidarity for the Muslim community. How did that make and, you feel? It was really good to see all this. This is uh, how we set the ground for peace so that everyone comes together. We will not let hate, you know, mm. uh, divide us. And it was the, it was very uh, important for me also to send the message of the Muslim and to show the true message of Islam that uh, ISIS, 2% of the, or less than 2% of the Muslim, they do not represent Islam. This is not Islam. What they are promoting is not Islam. Islam is the true religion, the true faith that Mm -hmm. the head of this faith Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allah said about him that wama arsalnaka illa rahmatan lil alamin so the prophet is a mercy for all the world and if the world live islam the true islam they will live the true religion of all prophets Jesus Christ Moses Abraham Noah mm. All the prophets he called for this same thing, believing in the God who created all of us. And we have to share the planet together in peace, in peace. People of faith and no faith should stand together, regardless of their color, religion, and ethnic backgrounds. They should live together and share the planet Earth Mm. in peace together. And we do not want to eliminate differences, but we want to celebrate our differences together mm-hmm. as people. You and me and he and him and her, we are people. We are the same family. As the Quran said, Inna khalaqnakum min dhakarin We're all created from, you know, one male and female, Adam and Eve. So we are brothers and, and sisters. And the Quran never asks people to be forced to believe in it. The Quran says, Lakum dinukum The Quran says, La The Quran says, You may be right, I may be wrong. We had to share our faith together. Talk about this together. Go through it. Mm. Understand something about each other every day so that we can learn about each other. The Quran says, so that we can learn mm. things about each other and accept each other. Not only tolerate, 
but also to accept and understand and appreciate and say that whatever I don't have, somebody else has. Somebody else has. So this is the message of the Quran. That, that was the my message. That was your, the topic of your khutbah. Yeah. yeah. Graduated from Al-Azhar to learn that we have to accept everyone and my opinion could be right but maybe wrong and your opinion is wrong but maybe right hmm. this is what we learn from the uh, islamic jurisprudence statement of imam, so, uh, imam shafi'i rahimahullah yeah. yeah so that was the message that i want to send across and it worked hmm. and uh as i said that ISIS are not uh, the face of Islam. They, these people do not represent us, do not represent Islam. And we want people to learn about Islam from their true source, not from what they hear in the media. The media sometimes, or most of the time, they contribute to the disunity, yeah. They create disunity, you know. They, some of the media outlets, they really need to. Uh, Do you think the media was partly responsible for creating the conditions for the attacker to be? Yeah, um, media. Well, it, media played a, a big part, but not the whole thing, you know. Mm. Lots of also politicians. Uh, I, uh, I call them irresponsible politicians. And they also they they contribute, you know, to the same thing, Islamophobia, mm. and many other things. So, but now after the our mosque terror attack, I said that this is after September 11, the Muslims were used as the people before uh, followers of other faiths, like the Jews, also were also discriminated against mm -hmm. and they were killed and now it's another religion so what is going to happen tomorrow it is it's going to be something someone else so lead to us mm. stop the head speech and learn about peace peace can be learned so we need to learn about peace mm. What was your um what was the reaction and the response to your khutbah that week? Did you over the next few weeks and months did you did you see I mean we heard here from thousands of miles away you know that many people are becoming more interested in Islam in New Zealand some people you know um became muslim non-muslims became muslim and so forth. What was your personal reaction in terms of what you came across? Yeah actually yeah the response was really good and it was uh, it, it was really successful and uh, we wanted people to see the real face of Islam mm. and Muslim and uh, we managed to do it in New Zealand and we set the scene you know for peace and uh, for the love to grow and uh, because they, the bond between, you know, I'm talking about my ex, my experience and the, so many people in the Muslim community as well, mm -hmm. that 
the bond between New Zealand, New Zealanders and the Muslim community and the New Zealand is so strong. Because, you know, when you come from uh, countries where, you know, the human rights is very less, all the rights. Uh, so when you come to a place where you get respected, mm-hmm. you you live like a, hum, a full, fully human being. Then this relationship starts from the first day. So it says, you know, even we tell each other that New Zealand is like is like magnetic. Once you enter <laughs> New Zealand, you you don't want to leave yeah. because it is it is really beautiful, beautiful people, and uh, I called them once the the innocent babies. Mm. So it's really uh, part of paradise. And before 15th of March, that was the, 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 you know, the feeling. Saying that, I'm not saying that there is no racial discrimination in New Zealand. New Zealand is not paradise, but it is part of paradise, I think. But we need to, uh, the, there are lots of things we need to do together mm. as well, because some people out there as well, still they have these uh, misconceptions about the people who are different or yeah. they think they are different to them in color or in faith and this our role to actually to be open and to work with the especially with the people in authority with the government with the uh, universities with the schools to be part actually of the actual community mm. and the mosques should be open and the Muslims should also be uh, open to the society where they can take the, the good things and uh, use the opportunity of democracy mm. to be able to be part of decision-making, not to distance ourselves from the community. Yeah. We have to be part of the community. We are part of the community. So we need to be part of the decision making and to work and to be open. We don't have anything to hide. Yeah. So why shouldn't we open our hearts, our mosques, our doors to the friends who are around us, whether they are Muslim or non-Muslim of any religion, so that we can work together for the welfare of everyone. So this, from my experience, mm. I came to know that part of our role is to be more open and to contribute towards the welfare of the society and be part of the real part of the society, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. to live like in a small village in a in a big country. We have to uh, do. And get involved uh, in society, be and active in all in different society. levels, yes. decision making, yes. even government, local yes. local decision making. Um, yes. That sounds like a good vision for the, the Muslims and Islam uh, in New Zealand. And it's something that many uh, countries where Muslims are a minority, um, it sounds like a good uh, vision for Muslims in those uh, in those areas, you know, where there's a genuine autonomous and genuine uh, independent Muslim uh, presence 
where we're trying to influence uh, policies and economics and politics and all these different spheres in a good way uh, in order for the benefit of uh, the whole uh, society. Uh, but in order to do that, we have to overcome some of these uh, obstacles, right? Um, I mean, you mentioned, for example, the, yeah. the media or some irresponsible politicians. Um, not New Zealand, not so much, um, but Australia, just uh, you know, uh, around the corner from you guys, it does tend to have a, a, a worse a reputation in terms of the political kind of spectrum, um, the, the sometimes overt racism. Uh, and xenophobia that uh, we see, uh, you know, on some popular kind of um, TV programs from, uh, and 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 kind of the, the 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 spectrum of expressible opinion, which is considered normal, uh, you know, in Australia. Do you find Australia is a bit more, um, a bit more irresponsible or a bit more kind of uh, Islamophobic and racist than uh, than New Zealand? And how do you? Um, What's your message for uh, your brothers and sisters just across the uh, across the way? Uh, the Muslim community in, uh, in Australia is stronger than the Muslim community mm. in, in New Zealand. And I think they are playing also a role in building bridges between the Muslim and the, the rest of the community. And this is very important, you know. To be part of the community mm. and uh, you know even something like even learning the language learning speaking the language of the you know of the majority of the people in the you know so speaking english learning english learning the language and the culture so for me part of the the thing that i wanted also the imams to to do overseas also to study something in in the country in your country mm. with and learn the language so i studied college of education and i studied the history of maori in new zealand and the history of you know of education was the maori so the maori is just for our viewers the um indigenous population there yes yes yeah, yeah. so learning about the culture and mm. uh, even understanding the mentality of the people, how they think. Uh, this is very important for any Imam so that you understand the culture and the language. And you can talk from, you know, from the same, uh, mm -hmm. you, you, you can deal with people, you know, and understand what they say and what they want. And you, you become closer to the community and, uh, and feel for them. And be part of the real part of the community, not to uh, isolate ourselves. I think isolation is one of the things that also contribute towards Islamophobia. So we need to be more open and be mm -hmm. more connected, build the bridges between the, mm -hmm. the community. The mosque is not something like uh, mysterious for the community yeah. we all have to do our well, part you know for in the masjid yes, we have to yes. make it on a local level your your neighbors your friends colleagues and so forth but also on a structural level you know um campaigning for uh changes in the laws that may be discriminatory or, or systems that may be 
uh, you know, Islamophobic or racist. Uh, we all have a part yeah. to play, alhamdulillah. And yes, uh, yes. your message to Imam is very, very important one. Yeah, a part of this is also uh, I actually uh, stood for the community board, which is a is a is a local local government in mm. the city council, and I got elected. And this shows that the majority of the people of New Zealand are not, you know, uh, they are very friendly. Yeah, and they're not mine. You know, they can choose even. Choosing an imam to, <laughs> in politics, you know, and yeah. is also uh, something really uh, uh, important. We need to learn mm. this. This is very important. We connect yeah. with the community and in actual, in actual life, not to come and talk about, you know, this is what Islam is and stuff. Yeah. We have to, you know, do something together. You know, we do community gardens. We do community gardens do you know uh, lots of things the universities the the schools you can do as well uh, yeah yes yeah this is the title of the, yeah. the khutbah that he wanted to actually yeah. Yeah. i haven't I haven't given that khutbah until today <laughs> so yeah. may, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, give you more barakah in all the work that you and the brothers and sisters there are doing uh, I'm conscious of the time, it's very late there in uh, New Zealand So uh, for me I just woke up but for you guys it's, uh, it's bedtime now So um, I'll let you go inshallah, jazakumullah khairan for uh, all your help Thank you very much for joining us um, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again strengthen you uh, all And make you very successful in your da'wah and your activism Very successful there, jazakumullah khairan and assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh to you watching at home um i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did as you could have noticed i was very silent during that whole uh, podcast because the sheikh had uh, many gems to share jazahullah uh, khaira but if you like this podcast give it a like and a share uh, remember to tap the thumbs up until it turns blue um Get involved in the comments as well. What did you agree with, disagree with? What did you want to hear uh, more about, less about? Um, and yeah, uh, head over to Islam Twitter and see uh, to have more of this uh, good stuff. Uh, until then, next time, uh, this is your host, Salman Bhatt, on behalf of the Islam Twitter and see team. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.